no matter how many solutions you could present to somebody, they always have a way of sabotaging themselves because it has nothing to do with about what you can provide or what you can contribute to them. If they told themselves it's not worth it and they can't make it, that is going to be the result. Welcome to Corners and Conversations by Just Contributor Support. Our mission is to provide you with some form of mentorship, guidance, and resources. The purpose of this podcast is to expose you to different perspectives, experiences, and ideas. To be notified when JCS publishes a new episode, text the word PODCAST to 855-691-4921. That is so JCS can notify you directly. No spam, no emails, just a way for us to ensure you are notified about what we are investing in our community. Stay tuned. Peace, family. Hope all is well. We're on episode 21, and it is titled Self-Sabotage. I think this is an interesting topic. There are a lot of things that people pay attention to, but how much of that is recognizing the amount of sabotage that people apply to themselves or what they think is helping them is not giving them any return on that investment. As always, family, there are timestamps in the description so that way you can move around the podcast. And so we're going to start this off with a question. Why do people sabotage themselves? As I look around and reflect on my experiences, I I can easily identify some moments where I was like, yeah, I kind of did that one to myself. So when you think of a family member, a close friend, or just observe somebody long enough, you can see how they sabotage themselves. And let's see if I can give this some relevance. So there was a little rascal who I was observing and he had a lot of potential. He really did. And so the way how I was looking at him, I was like, I only have one objective. I want to see him win. That's it. All I want to do is see him win. He didn't have the best background. He wasn't the best academically. The ironic part about it was he wasn't the the stereotype in that sense. So he wasn't the one who had the behavior issues or just disruptive and defiant and all those things. It it seems as if he just was put in the wrong environment, kind of like he's great at basketball, but he's on a football field. So he's great at his skill, but he just needed to be put in the right environment. So that's what, from what I was observing, I was like, you know what, this would be the approach. And so as I was talking to him, you know, getting to know him better, learn more about his background and what is it that he won out of life? He was developing his purpose. He was getting on track with things. So at this time, he's about 17 years of age. Yeah, so he's about 17 years old. And I'm like, all right, so there, there's so much room for growth. There's things in life that he not even experienced yet. So he's in his best position to move forward if only he was set up correctly. And so that's what gravitated me towards him. I wanted to see how, how this dynamic would work. And so I was just giving him everything that I knew. My objective was just to ensure that he has a wealth of knowledge. He has somebody that's in his corner, just somebody that wants to see him win. You know, I wasn't trying to take nobody's place. I wasn't trying to be his father figure or anything like that. I just wanted to be the example of what he did not have in his environment. I didn't want him to think that all the things that he experienced was just that's what life had to offer. I didn't want to give him that. And so the conversations I was having with him was, what do you think you need in order to make progress? Is it a phone that you need? Is it some financial support? What tools and resources do you think will put you in the right path so that way you can make progress? And I literally made that the point, you know, so I put myself in a position where I could be able to support him rather it's financially, support him with tools and resources, give him a form of mentoring and just guidance that he didn't seem to receive or he didn't seem to have back at home. As more avenues of approach for him to make progress, 
it seemed to be the more he sabotaged himself. The conversation brought up about what opportunities do we have. So, you know, from his perspective, he didn't have any opportunities. So my purpose was to provide him with opportunities. Not that he needed me to make progress. It's just the fact that I wanted to see for myself if somebody was set up correctly and put in a productive environment, will they choose to make progress or is it more likely for them to make progress? And so he, he got put into an alternative school. And he didn't do the best academically. But remember, that was one of the things I was already aware of. So I was like, all right, cool, don't trip. So he went to a, you know, another school where it's like he could get his education. At the same time, he learned about a certain trade. Once he was able to achieve things academically, then he could move into a, a certain trade that fits his criteria. And so he was making progress in that regard. Or so I thought. And so as things come about, if he needed like some transportation, like where you need to go, all right, I got you. If you needed like care packages, you need some personal hygiene products, like some snacks or something like that, I got you. You know, what do you need academically? Here goes some books you can read. Here goes some pencils, some papers, like write down your goals. What is it that you want to do in your life? Like I need you to develop that foundation so that way you can start making that progress. When these opportunities present themselves, you don't have to think about it. You've already done the foundation. You've already done the hard part, which is writing everything down. The only option that you would have is just execute, line them up, knock them down. And so as the time passed by and I continued to talk to him, it was kind of like accountability meetings. So every week, what is it you got planned? Okay, did you accomplish what you wished to accomplish last week? What was the feedback from that? How can we move forward? Okay, what are areas that I can be of assistance? What is it that you need help with? All right, cool. And then just to make it seem like it wasn't just about him, I reciprocated that same objective. So it was like, this is what I wish to accomplish. This is what I'm doing on my checklist. I want to meet these deadlines and I'm going to follow up with you. So that way it's a conversation that's built off of progress. And we are looking at each other's rate of progression. It's not like we have to accomplish every single thing that we set up. It's just the fact that there's somebody who is documenting our progress. There's somebody who's seeing what it is that we desire because that's what we informed them of and they are holding us to it. So it's just to hold each other accountable, literally. And so things didn't work out in Louisiana and he had an opportunity to go to another state. And I said, yo, take advantage of that. You know, so I was advocating for him to leave Louisiana. So he wound up leaving Louisiana. It worked out and nothing changed. If you need help financially, I got you. You need some care packages. I got you. Clothes. I got you. I don't care what it is that you need. I would much rather me be able to provide that. And you don't have to put yourself in situations where you're being compromised. I didn't wish for him to start doing things to say, OK, I could take care of myself. And then he wind up on the wrong side of the law. I don't want him to think this is what I need to do to take care of myself. And then he get caught up with the wrong people. So as some time passed, he, you know, he hit me up and he was like, yo, I'm, I'm you know, I'm coming back to Louisiana. And I was like, oh, you visiting family? Like, what about school? This, you know, scheduling wise, this is new to me. I'm not used to this type of structure. And he's like, no, I didn't make it. I was like, what you mean you didn't make it? Like the academics, you know, you had to work on that for your trades that you wish to accomplish. You were set up for the win. And that's what I was saying. Like, man, you, you just need a win. That's that's all we need right now. Just just focus on that. And I focus on everything else that's not of priority, so to speak. So the reason why he, it didn't work out is because he sabotaged himself. He got in with the wrong crowd, started doing the wrong things. The opportunities started closing in his face. And so for all the time, the tools and the resources and the effort that I contributed, I didn't see much effort come from that in the form of 
progress. I'm not saying that he's the failure. I'm saying I was so invested in somebody making progress, I was confused why they couldn't make progress because I looked at every situation as a solution based approach. So whatever the problems that we having, okay, cool. This is a problem. This is a problem. This is a problem. All right. This is how we're going to fix it. And that's how I approach each thing. And I say, I'm going to eliminate as many issues as possible. So he has no option but to succeed. But one thing I didn't factor in was that him being able to sabotage himself, being able to take away his own opportunities, being able to take away or restrict himself from growth. I was personally hurt because everything that was the issue was because of what he did. And so it was a while since I talked to him and then I got back with him just checking up on him. He's like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm back where I started. You know, I'm trying to make ends meet and this is what I'm trying to do and so on and so forth. So he's been consistent with his discussions as in the things that he wished to do. When we talk about actions, he's not making any progress. And so that self-sabotage is real people. So that's one little rascal. Had another little rascal I checked up on. I said, hey, yo, King, it's been a while. It was, it was good. And he's like, oh, I'm, I'm in a little trouble right now. He was hanging out with the wrong crowd. So one of the people who he thought he was close with, they just so happened to get arrested, locked up, pending some charges. And so little rascal said, well, that's my dude. We've been rocking for a while. I'm going to go bail him out. Or well, at least this is what he's explaining to me. So he put up the funds to bail him out. The dude that he bailed out, he was like, all right, man, appreciate that. So he had gave him some work. I don't know if it was drugs, marijuana. I, I don't ask those specific questions. I just know it was something that was not IRS reportable. Okay. Something that they don't pay taxes on. So he, this little rascal, he took the front or advance, so to speak. All right, I'm going to take this. And I guess he was just thinking of simple supply and demand. And so he sold all of that and the, the profits off of that. He was like, why well, don't you take care of some stuff? Let me take care of it. The dude that he bailed out was like, yo, you owe me some money. And he's like, well, what you mean? Like, what money? I, I took care of all day. And so now the other dude's saying, yo, you got to give me my money or we're going to have some problems. What's crazy is the same little rascal who have unlimited potential, he sabotaged himself. I mean, he's still alive today, thank God. But the point is, of all the opportunities that was established for him, before we disconnected, I'm talking to him, what you got going on? Well, I'm going to this community college. I'm moving in with my family over here. I want to focus on school, X, Y, and Z, so on and so forth. I'm like, all right, cool. That's great. Keep up with me. Let's stick with the progress. Let's keep going. Every time you get in touch with me, we're going to have something new to talk about, a valuable conversation. And what made it so disturbing is no matter how many solutions you could present to somebody, they always have a way of sabotaging themselves because it has nothing to do with about what you can provide or what you can contribute to them. If they told themselves it's not worth it and they can't make it, that is going to be the result. So it's tough to prove to someone that they can make progress if they are self-sabotaging themselves. It doesn't matter what I say or what I do. If they want to restrict themselves from progress, they can do that. And I have no control over that. The possibility that they can sabotage themselves and there's nothing I can do about that, but at least be able to provide them with some tools, some resources and some opportunities. See where you get with that and then come back to me for a follow up conversation. And that has been the, the best approach for me. So that way I'm not emotionally or financially invested or just the time that I know I can't get back, I'm not that much invested to the point where I become disturbed because there's so much time being wasted. So that was just some examples of how people sabotage themselves. I don't know if it's because they believe by sabotaging themselves, they are living up to an expectation that someone else placed on them. I don't know if it's 
what they think is the right thing to do. So that way they don't have to have that survivor's guilt. So it's like for the people who can't make progress, if you was to make so much progress, they'll feel as if you're portraying those people. It's like a weird approach, but that seems to be a, a very real issue. And the symptoms of that is what people tend to manifest today. And so I have a book for you all, family. This book that I recommend is called Outwitting the Devil by Napoleon Hill. So a little background about this book is it was written back in 1938, but this book was so controversial, it wasn't released until 2011. That is decades later. Decades later, this book was finally released. So the author, Napoleon Hill, he pretty much set this book up to be a lifelike interview between the devil and himself. And they just discussed the challenges in modern day life. And I really think the the aspect about drifting is really influential. So I'm going to put a link to an article to give you a brief synopsis of it. And there's also the audiobook that's on YouTube now, Audible or any audiobook platform, the popular ones, you'll most likely be able to find it. And so I'm just put that link as well. So for anybody who's interested you got that YouTube video. It's about three and a half hours long. You can speed up the playback to make it faster. That's always a plus. And this article is just a synopsis of somebody giving a deep dive in that review. One thing I'm going to wrap this up with is the seven principles. So Napoleon Hill have about seven principles that he laid out in his book. And it's pretty much your ability to take control of your life and not being subject to all the expectations or stereotypes that people tend to push on people or what society has for a social construct of how people should conduct themselves in life. So the first principle is set a purpose that's big enough to challenge you and your relentlessness. So your purpose is the things that that drive you. You reflect back on the previous podcast. I talk about a lot of this stuff. But I really do think this book is a different perspective that will help a lot of people. The second principle is create consistent discipline and avoid impulses. So if you look at today's social media, it's impulse driven. When you look at going to a retail store, shopping around, it's impulse driven. For some people, it's not that they can't make good decisions. It's just in the time they make those decisions, it can be catastrophic. And that is what impulse brings. Principle three is learn from your results, both good and bad. Learn through those mistakes and make the best of them. And so that that is a beautiful way of putting it. When you look at your results, that's the example of you learning through your mistakes. It's a part of life. Don't beat yourself up over it. Just learn from it and build. The fourth principle is be mindful of who you spend your time with. Don't waste time on trivial activities, stuff that you know will not give you a return on your investment. Why are you wasting your time with it? If it don't contribute to your goal and what it is that you define as your purpose, I'm still confused as to why you waste your time entertaining it. The next principle is balance your life well. When you think about how time has a limit to it, each day have 24 hours. A third of that time is sleeping. Another third of that life is school and work. So when you think of that eight hours that's left, what are you doing with that, family? Those are the conversations that you should be having if you're not having them. All right. When they say balance your life, what I'm saying is what percentage of your life are you reserving for yourself? You need to reserve some time for yourself so that way that time can be spent on growing yourself, healing yourself, updating what it is that you know or don't know about yourself. How much time do you allocate as in reserve for what it is that you wish to do and how you wish to be remembered in your life? So balance your life. And then the last principle is make strategic decisions. While you need to take action, you also need to take the right type of actions. That principle is saying, be knowledgeable of what you're doing. And before you make those decisions, as I ever think about the little rascals that I talk to, I tell them 
What are you doing with your life? And it's not a question. It's a statement to get them to recognize what it is that they're doing. The actions that the little rascal had took to help one of his homeboys out. It backfired on him because the homeboy is saying, yeah, you got me out of jail, but that's irrelevant. That's old news. Today's news is you owe me some money. So when you make strategic decisions, it's just decisions that you thought about, decisions that you have a a good understanding of, and decisions that are geared towards impacting you for the better. Don't be scared to have that conversation with yourself. And then also look at how you can potentially sabotage yourself from that progress. I think they sabotage themselves. So that way they can fool themselves to think that they have control over something. Yeah, I, I changed my mind. I don't want to do that. That's me in control. Nah, that's you sabotaging yourself. But I'm going to let that be for, for you and yours who's listening to this. So with that being said, family, please take care of yourself. Spend time healing yourself and look at all the things that you want to obtain in life. All right. So take care of yourself, family. Till next time. And that wraps up another episode, family. If you made it this far, thank you again for listening. If you wish to be a guest, we would love to have you. You can text the word guest to 855-691-4921 to get a direct link to sign up and provide a date and time. Take care of yourself, family. See you next time.